0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All In Podcast. Uh, we are back, episode 62, probably a longer break than you expected from us. Uh, but we're back for real this time. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts, Mike Badzik. I'm joined by my co-host, my long-lost friend, Eli Cooper. What's up, man?
1: Yeah, man, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Season 2, episode 2, or episode 62 overall. Yes. Um, you know, we've we've had quite a layoff. We know, guys. We're sorry. Uh, Well, really, I'm not that sorry. I'm not going to lie. I'm not that sorry. (laughs) My guys were playing incredible basketball at Columbia. So, you know, both of us, we were coaching. So those of you guys that don't know, um, Mike also coaches uh, basketball. We've had our head coach at Columbia on the podcast way back in the day, about 50 episodes ago.
0: Um,
1: So if if you guys don't remember that, I do coach myself. So we're both in the middle of our seasons. That's why you have not heard much from us lately. My guys went to a district final, lost a mm. heartbreaker. Um, and unfortunately, normally we would go to states after that, but this year, COVID a little bit different here in Pennsylvania. Just district champions go. Um, so our season came to an end. But um, proud of those guys, man. And and you know, I had a jo- I had a, I had a lot of fun coaching those guys this year.
0: Well oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome to hear you guys had success this year. Uh yeah, we were both coaching. Um, and yeah, but both of our seasons are over now, so we yes. are back and we're going to be doing this uh, once a week is the plan right now. We're planning mm. on dropping every Thursday, uh, so watch out for us every Thursday. And then we're thinking uh, once we get towards the NBA playoffs, we might pick that up a little bit as things start to heat up. But that's the plan right now is to uh, have these out on Thursday, so keep an eye out for those guys. Um, do want to mention before we start our conversation today, we are presented by Mybookie.ag. Uh, head over there and use the promo code all in pod. One word all in pod. Get a hundred percent bonus match uh, on your first deposit uh, when you use that promo code. Make sure you use that promo code so you get that bonus and so they know that we sent you. Um, good place to be right now with college basketball coming up. There is a ton of games to not only gamble on but to watch, uh, and that is what we are focusing our conversation on today. I think this is our first college basketball episode we've talked about uh college basketball from a um, ncaa eligibility and and you know more of a big picture macro what is college basketball mean or whatever but we haven't actually talked about like games and and make predictions and things like that and that's what we're doing today which with march madness uh being back let me ask you this um how are you feeling about march madness this year does it feel like a normal march madness are you excited at least
1: So far, everything feels the same. Um, Granted, that's probably going to change, right? Um, You know, the conference tournaments had a couple of bumps. Duke, uh, you know, was unfortunately – Knocked out of the ACC tournament uh, by COVID, probably good for them though because they were going to get knocked out by someone else. Now they have an excuse with how bad they've been, right? right so, right, right. Um, you know, they were
0: just getting hot. That's what they're going to say now. Every, right. Duke, <laughs> every Duke guy, we know we were just getting hot. <laughs> That's exactly what.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what they're going to say. So, uh, I love taking a shot at Duke. Um, as you guys may not know, I'm a I'm a Tar Heels fan. Um, uh, Tar Heel and Villanova fan depends on who you're asking my mom or my dad, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, I've always had a, a long hatred for Duke and to see them get bounced out by COVID wasn't fun. I'd rather see them lose, but you know, get your cue up your excuses guys. And, and, you know, we'll see you guys
0: again next year. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, and I, and I've never been a Duke guy either, you know, not a North Carolina fan necessarily, but, um, just just always hated hated them, you know, sports hate for them. And mm-hmm. when Pitt went to the ACC, that magnified because uh, I'm a Pitt guy, if you guys don't know. Uh, we had a rough season. But really this was a – for all blue bloods, quote-unquote blue bloods, right? Think of these you know, normal powerhouses, Duke, Carolina, uh, Kansas struggled at times. They picked it up, though, and ended up with a three seed, though. Michigan State looked like they weren't going to make a tournament for a while, and they ended up squeezing in, I think, 11 seed. Uh, yep. Kentucky. Nowhere to be found. You think Awful. about these uh, blue, blood, blue blood programs, uh, and and it's going to be different this year just not having them in the tournament. Yeah,
1: and not having them be major factors. So, like, mm-hmm. even the ones that did make it, like you mentioned, Michigan State's in a play-in game for the mm-hmm. eleven seed. Uh, Kansas is a three seed, um, and, and we will talk about them a little bit later. Um, North Carolina, my beloved Tar Heels, are an eight seed. You know, after after a rocky start, they kind of picked it up in the middle, middle towards end of the season. But, um, you know, those teams are not anywhere in the picture as far as like your national champion predictions, unless you're Mm -hmm. like a true homer or have this a wacky bracket that has one of them making making some kind of run. Um, But the biggest thing behind that, I think, is a lot of those blue buds heavily rely on. High end freshman recruits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And especially, you know, look at North Carolina, Caleb Love, RJ Davis. Um, you look at Michigan State; uh, they had some a younger team than what they typically do. Kentucky always has freshmen, so that's sure, nothing sure. new there. And Duke has adopted the one and done policy, so their team was incredibly young as well. Um, so, because those teams were so young, they had no and they had no off season, no no preseason, really, because of COVID. Those those young players just got thrown in the fire, and I think that made it difficult for them. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you didn't have Cade Cunningham, or Jalen Suggs, or Evan Mobley, like right. those top three dogs as freshmen, and you had some maybe some lower level freshmen, then you re- and and you were relying on them to get you wins this year. You really struggled because they re- they most most of them weren't ready, um, right. and I think that's why we saw the Blue Bloods struggle. Um, unless those freshmen were surrounded by upperclassmen or unless they were just flat out studs, like the three guys I mentioned.
0: Right. And even Suggs, you know, he is surrounded by those upperclassmen. And that's why Gonzaga really is. Um, I would say probably the, probably the far and away favorite, right. If you look at the books and you look at people's predictions, Gonzaga is, uh, the favorite. And that's, that's why, right. Like in a season like yep. this, where you have a limited practice time, it's a weird, uh, schedule, right. You're playing a lot of the same teams over and over again. I was looking at, um, Colgate. I was thinking about Colgate for for picking an upset, and uh, they, you know, they've actually only played. They played 15 games, where they've only played five opponents, right? So they play right. the same five teams. It's like, well, I'm not picking them because they haven't really played anybody. That's the story with a lot of teams, though, uh, with the limited travel and the limited schedule with this mm-hmm. COVID season. But I'm happy uh, that they made it through. So, yeah. Um, one thing too, I noticed this year. I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed this. You, the schedule is different this year, right? So normally yep. we would have the play-in games would have been Tuesday and Wednesday night with 64 on Thursday, Friday, and 32 on Saturday, Sunday. And then the next week, Sweet 16 on Thursday, Friday, Elite Eight, Saturday, Sunday, and then the Final Four Saturday, Monday, the following week. This year, it's actually different. So all of the play-in games are on Thursday, this Thursday, right? So we'll be releasing this, and you guys will be watching those games after you listen to this. Uh, and then the 64 round is Friday, Saturday – with the 32 round Sunday, Monday. And the next week is where I think it's a little even weirder where they do sweet 16 on Saturday, Sunday. And then the elite eight is actually Monday, Tuesday. Um, And then the final four and championship game are like a normal Saturday, Monday. I don't know why they did this. Am I wrong? And this is new, right? This is not how it normally is.
1: No, not at all.
0: Okay. Okay. Do they give you, do you know the reason or no?
1: I, I I don't, I'm assuming it's COVID related, but I'm, they haven't what, said anything for sure.
0: That's what I'm saying too. I kind of liked uh, the old. I kind of liked the old way, to be honest. I liked the Thursday, you know, because I remember like growing up in school, right? Our, uh, our our basketball coach was a teacher, and we would always go to his room at <laughs> noon. We'd be in his room from noon on, just <laughs> watching the tournament games. Like, uh, so I kind of I kind of missed that aspect of it, but I think it'll yeah. be a great tournament. Uh, we were talking before we started recording about you know kind of the season and how it was going, and um, really conference tournament week is when it picked up for me. Because, obviously, Pitt being uh, struggling this year mightily, as they have been for a couple of years, ever since they joined the ACC. Great decision by them. That's really worked out. Um, <laughs> um, so so I haven't, I haven't been following us closely until these conference tournaments, and now I'm, like, all in on this. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm excited about the tournament. So let's get into it, uh, Eli. We're going to start by picking some upsets um, yes. in the first round. First round upsets. Uh, give me a couple – or, or one or two that you're really keen in on.
1: Well, one of the the biggest one that I'm really, I think that's probably going to shock the most people, and if you've watched a lot of college basketball, maybe not. But my biggest upset I have in my first round of my bracket is Ohio over Virginia, 13 mm-hmm. uh, seed Ohio over fourth seed of Virginia. Um, listen, I'm actually a big Tony Bennett fan, um, as in regards to his defensive coaching, the pack line defense. Um, I'm a firm believer in that in that philosophy. Um, I don't love the slow tempo of offense that he plays, um, and I think that actually hurts them in the t- in tournament time uh, because if they get behind, they are not built to come back from something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is not one of his better teams. Not to say that they're bad; they're 18 and six, so they're certainly not a bad team. Uh, but this is not one of his better or more talented teams. Um, they're really heavily reliant on their front court, uh, their back court. It can struggle a little bit. Um, if you could force Ki- uh I'm, I'm sorry, Clark. I, I don't even want to try to pronounce his first name, <laughs> but uh, if you could force Clark to drive and finish in the lane, that's where right. Virginia struggles the most. So if you can kind of handle their front court um, and then Ohio has Jason Preston, Yes, like that, that dude, as far as mid-major guards, is a killer. He's one of those guys um, – he's probably a first-round pick in the NBA, uh-huh. um, do-it-all kind of guy, averages 16-7-7. and 7. Like, that's the kind of guy that can – that causes first-round upsets. So, with, you know, the flaws that Virginia has, I really like Ohio. I actually picked them uh, to win in that first-round game, and I had them advancing into the Sweet 16, beating Creighton mm-hmm. in the second round. Uh, but that's my biggest first round upset is Ohio over Virginia.
0: Uh, I love that one. I actually have that one picked as well. And, you know, I kind of had a feeling before we even talked to any college hoops that me and you would be on the same page on a lot of these. <laughs> and the reason is we kind of think the same way about this. And you know where I'm going with this. We want the strong guards, right? Yeah. not necessarily the guards who are going to go get you buckets, but the guards who are going to uh, be strong in a sense of not turning the ball over and controlling the tempo of the game, right? So right. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the things I was looking at and trying to pick these games and, and pick winners uh, was like turnover margin, assist to turnover ratio, uh, free throw percentage, I think is a huge yes. um, stat. Just looking at that. Um, so so, so I think we're going to be along the lines on, on a lot of these picks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I also had Ohio. Um, I, I have a couple here. First one, I think, is kind of a gimme. Uh, I really do think this is a gimme, and this one might actually hurt you. I think it's Winthrop over Villanova, and you know I, I'm not sure Villanova was that good anyway, right? And, and this is a situation where they do earn a five seed because of the season they had, but then you know Colin Gillespie goes out early March with the MCL, yeah. losing him against a good Winthrop team, right? This is this isn't just like a mid-major we've never heard of. Winthrop is there every year almost, you know, they they represent a big South w Big South well. Uh, I think they had a 24 win season, maybe, uh, and they're on a huge winning streak right now. So I've got Winthrop over Villanova.
1: Yeah, I actually I went back and forth on this pick, um, honestly, because Villanova looked significantly worse after Colin went down. I don't know that there's a player, a single player in the country, more important to his team than Colin Gillespie, um, and it showed after he got hurt. I mean, they barely scraped by, scraped by Creighton um after he went down after controlling that first half they almost blew that game um they then went into um i want to say it's providence they went to providence lost that game by one yeah uh, and then lost to georgetown so they lost close games so i'm trying not to hold it too much against them like those were really close games and also justin moore got hurt Mm -hmm. against providence um and then came off the bench against georgetown so i'm assuming that a healthy Justin Moore will help them yeah. uh, adjust to life without Gillespie, but I, I'm legitimately concerned. They got one of the worst twelve seeds that you can get in Winthrop, mm-hmm. um, so I went back and forth on that pick. I do still have Villanova yeah. winning in that game, but only because I'm I'm hoping that Justin Moore returning and being healthy, and them having some time to prepare, um, you know, for, on how to play without Colin, figure out the ball handling situation, stuff like that. Um, I think they'll get more practice time. They've gotten more practice time coming into the tournament. I think that will help them edge yeah. by, but I would not be surprised if they lose.
0: I mean, they're definitely the better team, right? Even if you matched up these rosters without uh, Gillespie, they're probably still a better roster. But when you think about Jay Wright teams and the ones that have had any amount of success in the tournament, it's all about the point guard a lot of the time, right? Jamie yep. Renslin, um, Archie Giacomo, mm-hmm. um, and then, of course, Scotty Reynolds, um, you know, my worst, yeah. My worst enemy. Uh, that guy's been that guy's been in my nightmares for uh, fourteen years now. So, yeah. So you think about Villanova teams. Okay, how many how many upsets you got here? I have four. So do you? Do you have a couple more?
1: I do have another one. Yes. Okay. okay, um, okay. You know, you know, if you're doing a bracket, uh, if you've if not sure how long you guys listening have been doing this, but if you've done them for a while, you know you have to have a twelve five upset. You have yes. to. It happens every year. There's always one. It's just a matter of picking the right one. Yes. My 12-5 upset was Georgetown over over Colorado.
0: All right, well, I'll stop you there because I have that too. I have that one written down as well.
1: Yes, yes. So Georgetown over Colorado. And to be honest, this is like solely a gut pick because nothing about Georgetown before the Big East tournament said, hey, Georgetown won. They probably weren't going to make the tournament if they no. didn't, if they no didn't run the table. But, uh, so we're not even having this discussion. But when a team runs the table in, the, in their conference tournament – beware beware Mm -hmm. of that team because typically that energy or that uh that momentum carries into the NCAA tournament um and I think it will for at least the first round here as they get the upset over you know a a five seed that isn't really a powerhouse program in Colorado not that they're bad or anything like that I don't I don't hate Colorado but I don't love them um so I, I got Georgetown over Colorado in the first round as well
0: I got that one too. And, you know, Georgetown, one, uh, Patrick Ewing, you know, how about that guy uh, taking this? Team? Yeah. I, don't see, I do not see him losing in the first round. And this is a team um, who, you know, looking at it now, it's like, wow, they really got hot. How did they win all these games? Well, they shoot a lot of threes, right? They they shoot uh, almost as many threes as anybody else in the country. And yeah. they got hot, the threes started falling, and they started winning games. So if they can keep that hotness alive, which is what you're talking about here, I also think they'll be Colorado, but I do not think, um, is a strong five seed. So um okay, I've got this one might surprise you. Um I've got two. I've got two. The next the last one I'll say is probably the biggest shock. I've got Liberty over Oklahoma State, though, here. Um and, and I like Oklahoma State, right? Obviously, um Cade Cunningham is top three pick in the draft, as you said, right? Top right? One two. of the best top yeah. two, right? Um, but Liberty is a really really good team you know they won 27 games this year i don't think this is a team that anybody wants to see right a lot of teams are probably hoping uh that they were seated higher than what they were so they could avoid them in the first round they're a really good team uh they have three strong guards right three strong guards who can all handle the ball they do not uh turn the ball over oklahoma state 269th in turnover margin uh this season they turn the ball over right and Liberty. Plays great defense. So I think if Liberty can force them into turnovers and hold on to the ball, like they're a strong, confident team too. All right, yep. when you have a confident team against a team who's turning the ball over, um, it's tough to pick against Cunningham, obviously. Uh, yeah. But this this is one that I'm kind of going out on a limb on.
1: Yeah, and you know that's a as great as Cunningham is. At the end of the day, he's a freshman, mm-hmm. um, so that's certainly something you got to be worried about uh, when it comes to. You know, turnovers. Most most freshman led teams are a heavy turnover prone and and the guard play around him isn't superb. So uh, that one that one had me going back and forth a little bit, too. So I I am worried about Oklahoma State. Um, The last upset that I had um, was Michigan State over BYU. So I think Michigan State's going to beat UCLA. Uh, You guys are listening to this on Thursday. So I'll say tonight. Uh, I think Michigan State beats UCLA tonight, and I always like the 11 seed that has a play-in game to win their first-round game again because of momentum that typically carries over. Um, So I I like them to beat a BYU team that I actually like, um, but that that momentum almost seems to be an unfair advantage for uh, in that 11-6 matchup. So I'm going to take Michigan State um, to advance over BYU, or if it's UCLA. you know the, the bracket in ESPN doesn't really uh, doesn't right, really right. let you choose one or the other, but I think there's even if UCLA wins that game, I'd take them over BYU just because of the the momentum factor. I agree. I
0: like that pick too. I love that. I love that playing game into the next one. Um, and Mr. March, Tom Izzo, probably is going to have something up his sleeve, right? And with his, uh, you know, he's got a younger team like you mentioned, but there is senior leadership there. Yeah. Um, so, okay, my last one is probably the craziest one that we've talked about. This is a 14 over a three. Uh, and it's probably going to strike you. I'm actually going with Abilene Christian <clears throat> over Texas. And I'll tell Boy. you why. Tell you why. I mentioned the turnover margin. Abilene Christian actually leads the NCAA, they have the best turnover margin uh, in the NCAA. Texas is 272nd. Okay, they're actually um, averaging. 15 turnovers a game, right? And and, and this Abilene Christian team played Texas Tech earlier this year. Team similar to uh, Texas made them turn the ball over 15 times or 16 times, which is uncharacteristic of them. Problem is they only scored 44 points and they lost. Um, you know, also I think there's this thing with Texas. They're 0 and 9 in their last nine tournament games against the spread. Um, Shaka Smart. I think we have this idea of who Shaka Smart is, and he's not actually that guy, right? So he took VCU to the Final Four uh, once upon a time, a long time ago. He's not made it to the Sweet 16 since, right? Yeah. So it has been a struggle. Uh, I would not, you know, talking about teams who are, you know, hot, won their conference tournament. I think that makes Texas a hot pick. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't really win their conference tournament, right? Because the COVID cancellations, it was kind of a, kind of a, here you go. Um, so I, I got Avaline Christian. I think that's the craziest one, uh, but I'm sticking with it. That is the craziest one. Yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, hey, yeah. clip this, clip this. I want this clipped on Twitter.
1: Oh, yes. Listen. <laughs> what happens? Um, there's no such thing as a crazy pick, honestly. In March Madness, we saw a 16 no. seed beat a one seed not too long ago. So no. anything goes in <laughs> right. these tournaments. So keep that in mind when you guys are filling out your brackets.
0: Yep. All right, so let's uh, let's move on then, and we'll stay with the upset theme, but we'll talk more about uh, you know maybe like a top seed or one seed or two seed. Probably not going to have any lose in the first round, certainly not any that we're going to pick to lose in the first round, uh, but once we get into that second round and we get those one, eight, or nine, and those two, seven, or ten matchups, there's some upset potential there. Who uh, on the one or two seed line are you looking at in a second round loss?
1: Well, I'll say the one seed that I'm most worried about um, is actually the one seed that I really like, which is Michigan. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a chance to watch them quite a bit this year. And I, I love Michigan. I really do. Um, the biggest, the reason why I'm concerned is Isaiah livers went down
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and is out indefinitely. We don't know what his status is going to be when he's coming back. If he's coming back yep. um, and he's one of their top three scorers. So, that to me is cause for pause and they're going to either get LSU or St. Bonaventure in the second round. Um, And I think both of those games are going to be tough because um, LSU just barely lost in their sec championship to Alabama Mm -hmm. um, and, and has really good guard play. Um, You know, I I really like that LSU team and St. Bonaventure won their A 10 uh, tournament. So they're a little bit hot coming in. So, Either one of those teams that they end up seeing in the second round is going to give them a battle. Um, and that's what concerns me so much. Uh, you know, about them. If they right. had Isaiah Livers, I don't think we're I'm even having this discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he they they concern me without him. Yeah,
0: they concern I, me. I picked them uh to lose tip Uh and, and to the Bonnies. I got the Bonnies going to the Sweet 16 and beating Michigan. It's exactly what you said, but right? this is a team that already um has again and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep bringing this up throughout the pod because i think it's important turnovers they turn the ball over already they're already a team who does that and you lose uh, a star player like that i think that makes it tough yeah um, another one i'm looking at um is this is probably this is gonna shock you as, as well and uh and, and that's illinois in this second round matchup and uh if it's georgia tech i think they're fine i think they i think they handled georgia Tech. Uh, Pretty well. If it's Loyola Chicago, right? We remember this team. We remember this team in the Final Four in 2018, right? Here's Mm -hmm. the thing: they're all seniors now. A lot of those guys, a lot of these guys, were on that Final Four um, team, right? Okay, number one defensive efficiency in NCAA this year. Okay, the best um, defense. This is not an 8 seed. Actually, I think they should have been close to do a four or five Um, seed. Look at their net rating; it's actually 10th in the country. Um, and, And Illinois. Throwing the ball over, right? The guard play. I know. I know they have. Um, I can't pronounce his name. You know. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But, but coffee. I know. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, oh no, yeah, Coburn. Uh, Coburn. Yeah. I can't pronounce his name. But um, I know that they are a very talented team, and they have been on a roll lately. Um, but I'm looking at this as one of these matchups where um, you have this team, and it's, it's a Illinois battle, right? Chicago basketball. Chicago versus Illinois. Yep. Uh, there's going to be something something to that. They're going to be a chip on their shoulder. And I think that I think they can pull it off. I'll, I'll go that one for my first one seed loss.
1: Yeah, that, that second round matchup scared me a lot too. Um, Loyola Chicago is a team that nobody wants to see um, as a top seed in the tournament. And I think it was a little unfair that not only that they're an eight seed, but they got in Illinois' bracket in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, despite Illinois being the number two overall team right uh, coming into it. I, I don't think the, uh, the bracket makers did them any favors there. So that's going to be tough. Um, I believe in IO Dunsuma. Uh, I believe in him. I believe in Kofi Coburn, the big man down low. I think he's going to end up being the difference in that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I like this Illinois team, especially if they get past that game, I think it's kind of smooth sailing from there. It's crazy that I think uh, Loyola Chicago is going to be their toughest matchup in their bracket. Um, yeah, of anyone else that they'll play, well, even though I like Houston, I like, yeah, I like Houston, Houston. as a two seed, but
0: but they've got um, bad losses this year. They've got bad losses. Exactly. That's right.
1: why I'm. Just, that's why I like the the team that scares me the most in that bracket for Illinois is actually Loyola Chicago. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. Um, okay, you got any more top seed upsets?
1: Um, the only other top two seed that I would say I'm really worried about in the early rounds um, would be Iowa.
0: Yep, me too. Um, that's the and last, again, last one I had.
1: And and again, I like Iowa. Um, you know, I think they're solid, but they're another team who had a major um uh, key rotation guy go down uh towards the end of the season here, and then they're going to see Oregon in the second round. Um mm-hmm. I would assume if Oregon and VCU, or VCU uh, or I had or Oregon. Either one. Yeah, it could be VCU either one. That's that's a tough 7 to 10 matchup to get in the second round. Um, and Iowa is a little bit three-point dependent for me, even though they have Luka Garza down low. Um, They don't get a lot of dribble penetration, Uh, although I love the way that they move without the basketball and things like that and the way they shoot it to space the floor. Um, But if those shots aren't falling, I could run into issues for them, and their guard play isn't superb. So um, that's where Iowa is the two seed that I think uh, probably scares me the most. I don't have them losing to Oregon in the second round, but I, I am worried about them losing in the second round. I didn't have Michigan losing in the second round either, by the way, for those of you Michigan fans. Uh, I, I still got them making a deep run, but oh. I, I'm, I'm banking that on Isaiah Livers coming back and being healthy.
0: I got them losing. I, every, I'm telling you guys right now, you guys look at my bracket, you're going to be like, this guy is crazy. Every pick <laughs> I'm throwing out here right now, I actually picked this on my bracket, okay? So that's all the top. Those are That's the third my hand as well. I had Iowa there. Um, in a spot and I do not and I'll say about Ohio State I I, I don't think they're going to lose in the first two round because I, I like what I think the matchup will end up being I, I think it ends up being Virginia Tech um, but I, I actually like that matchup for them so I think they advance I, I don't know if I love their team but I think that they advance the sweet 16 so all right let's do this um, looking at like teams that are in the four to eight you know kind of like that range which of those teams do you think could actually make a deep run um, so, the team that I really like
1: um, to make a deep run is USC. Dog, I'm freaking sick of you. Are you serious, dog? <laughs> yo, are you kidding me? Bro,
0: you got – yo, you got – you can check my notes, bro. Right now, USC. <laughs> yo, that is crazy.
1: Listen, man. Listen.
0: This Evan USC
1: – this USC team is real. For those of yeah. you that don't watch college basketball, or don't follow it very closely, Evan Mobley is next level. Yes, sir. Like, like he's he just won freshman of the year in the Pac-12, player of the year in back to, in the Pac-12, and defensive player of the year in the Pac-12. No other players ever done that in the Pac-12, and and I don't know that I need to name all the UCLA greats that have coming out of there. Um, now, you know, granted, Lou Alcindor at the time, now sure. known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, could not play as a freshman due to the rules back then. I'm sure he probably would have did that. But the fact that this kid in a conference loaded with talent in history is the first mm-hmm. one to ever do that. And the only player in the country in any conference besides Anthony Davis to do that should put everyone here on notice. Uh, Evan Mobley is an athletic Mobile versatile big man. His brother Isaiah Mobley uh, is also on the team and a very solid player for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got good guard play. Taj Edie has been playing great for them, and they have a very favorable bracket here. I have yep. them going all the way to the Elite Eight. I have them knocking off Iowa in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, you know, Kansas first round, or I'm sorry, Kansas second round, um and then Iowa in the Sweet Sixteen. And I think. I think they give Gonzaga a real shot in that elite eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I have my, I love Gonzaga and how they're built. My biggest concern about them is that they're undefeated. Is that, does that sound crazy? No, And
0: Who, who, the last team to go undefeated the whole way through was UCLA. Back a million years ago, right? Right,
1: yeah. And then Kentucky almost did it and Kentucky lost to Wisconsin
0: it, that one year. And UNLV almost did it in the early 90s. They, well, they, they won the championship the, the first year, and the second year won and defeated and lost.
1: Right. So it, that's hard to do, man. That's And you're talking about – not only are we talking about a an undefeated team, but an undefeated team coming from the WCC. So, right. like, don't get me wrong. They ran through a lot of the top teams that they played early mm-hmm. on. So that's why people, like, really love Gonzaga and, again – they're loaded with talent. Jalen Suggs is incredible, but like they have not played anyone really, really good in a long time. And no. I think that matters right. when it comes down late in the tournament. I think they'll be fine in the early rounds. But like when they see USC, that could be I, I took Gonzaga in that game. But I would not be shocked if if USC wins that game and in there and they find themselves in the final four.
0: Yeah, I, I love the UAC uh, a pick. I had them as well. And, and, and to touch on Gonzaga, I hundred percent agree with you. I do not have them in the championship game. You know, I think this is a different story, right? You remember back early in the year, they had that huge matchup, that one-two matchup with Baylor, and that was supposed to be like, that was be amazing. And then it got canceled, and then we didn't yep. get to see. I mean, they had big games uh, in there, but they had, right Kansas, who didn't turn out to be who we thought they were anyway. Uh, right. But if they could have had that Baylor game, that would have been able to just kind of put a stamp on it and said, like, no, we're for real. They didn't get that. Uh, and and listen, like, you know, we do this in the NBA a lot, me and you, when we talk. And we're like, okay, like, this guy, he proved to us he can't do it. I'm not picking him anymore. Like, you know what? He's on my shit list. Like, right? we don't do that in college as much because the players cycle in and out. But really, for right. these programs, it's pretty consistent, right? Like, you know, like, I'm a pretty big proponent of the winners win and losers lose mentality. Yep. Uh, and Mark Few was a loser to me. Be- I mean, he just, like, you know what I'm saying? He don't win the big game. Like, in, in the big, big ones, yes. In the big ones, in the big ones. Obviously, yes. you know, he, he he puts his team in a position. You know, you think about all of the, uh, the great teams that they've had. They just haven't been able to win the big one, and I don't see how that changes. So back to our topic here. I had USC as well. Um, another one I had was Texas Tech. You know, Matt McClung, I think, um, is a guard who can carry a team, I think, uh, and, and can steady the hand of a team. I don't know how far they make it because they do run into Arkansas, who's a team that I really like as a three seed uh, in that second-round matchup. I already mentioned uh, L'Oreal Chicago. I, Chicago. I have them all the way in my Elite Eight uh, because of the fact that I have them beating Illinois. And then Liberty would be their Sweet 16 matchup, where I also have an upset. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's really – that's St. That's Bonaventure I mentioned. I have them – uh, I have them all the way in the Elite 8 as well because I have them beating Michigan and I have Georgetown also making the Sweet 16 after beating Colorado and then Florida State um, oh, wow. and then Saint Bonaventure making the Elite 8. So yeah, so I also have USC. Any other ones? Yeah.
1: I have Texas Tech Okay. In my final four, so I am on board with you there. How about that? Um I think we should they... do a
0: podcast together. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> agreed, my friend. Agreed.
1: But yeah, I'm with you there. You have you have a little more upsets than I do. Um, I'm crazy, man. I'm freaking go and, crazy, man. Going past the second round. I have a lot of first, a lot of first round upsets and second round. Yeah. Well, second round it kind of dies off a little bit. But the other team I kind of like is San Diego State. I'm not sleeping on really? San Diego State. Technically, I have them losing in the Sweet 16 to Houston. Yeah. Um, but but that's uh, they could easily beat Houston. I think they could easily beat Houston. I'm, I like these six seats this year, man. I don't know what uh, it is.
0: I, I've always uh, been attracted to six seats, uh, yeah. to be honest. I, I have. So um, Okay, let's see here. So do you want to do Final Four? You want to back it out to Elite Eight? How far do you want to take it?
1: Let's let's do uh yeah let's do elite eight and then okay. our winners in each of those matchups.
0: Okay, okay, you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go. So as you know, we already said I have Gonzaga over USC. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Alabama over Michigan in the elite eight. Um, I have Texas Tech over Baylor, and then I have Illinois over Houston uh, to make up my final four.
0: Okay, um, I have. Gonzaga over USC, same as you. Uh, I have Alabama as well, um, defeating St. Bonaventure. Um, I have Baylor defeating Arkansas. Um, I think that might be the game of the tournament. Um, and I also, and then I have West Virginia defeating mm-hmm. Chicago. I'm not sold on West Virginia. I'm really not, but I'm really not sold on anybody in this bracket. Illinois is the yeah. best team. Illinois is the best team in this bracket. And if I'm looking at it and I'm saying who's the best team, it's Illinois. Uh, but I have them losing in the second round in an upset, so I can't have them in the final four. So, So you've got Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and Texas Tech. Texas 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 Tech Tech and Illinois. Texas Tech and Illinois. So then who do you got from there?
1: Uh, So I have Gonzaga beating Alabama. Um, I I went back and forth on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have Illinois beating Texas Tech.
0: So I have Alabama beating Gonzaga. Uh, This is where they lose the big game. Alabama's been awesome, dude. I mean, the SEC tournament and and even leading up to that, they have been unreal. Yeah. So so I have them beating Gonzaga, actually, making the national championship game. How about that? Alabama in the basketball national championship game. And then I I have Baylor uh, defeating West Virginia. So my championship is Baylor and Alabama, um, and yours is Gonzaga and Illinois? Yep. Who do you got? Sounds like Illinois.
1: Yes, I have Illinois winning it all. Um, this is where I think the Gonzag where Gonzaga loses the big one because um, I just think there's going to be so much pressure on them to you know run the table and this will be the last one. But the biggest difference to me is Kofi Coburn down low. Mm. Um, as much as I like Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, they're, they're five man. He's not nearly big enough to deal with Kofi Coburn down there. Um, so You know, I think that's going to be an issue for them and a problem for them. I think Illinois um, also has the better guard play overall, even though, like, Jay, I love Jalen Suggs, top top three or four pick in the draft. Really love his game. But um, give me IO, give me Adam Miller. Um, You know, I I love those guys. Adam Miller's come on strong, Uh, the freshman has come on strong for them late um and they just won the toughest conference in in college basketball this year which was the big 10 right uh to me that was that was by far the toughest conference this year um as the acc was down so i think they keep that momentum going all the way through and they're they're this year's national champions uh i believe first time since darren williams d brown luther head did they win it all
0: definitely yeah they won it all right yeah yeah they won it all yeah and and that's cool. I'm I'm good with that, right? I love the idea of the Illinois program back, you know, quote unquote, back uh, where they should be. You know, my I, agree. I remember, I, I remember some of my first memories of NCAA tournament was like Illinois and Arizona going at it. I remember, yes, those, uh, those I remember that game. Awesome. I remember even even after those games, watching going back in the uh, NCAA vault. I don't know if they still have that, but you could watch like any any March Madness game from whenever. And I would watch those games over and over again. I loved, uh, I love that love that uh, those teams. So okay, so you've got Illinois winning it all. I've got Baylor defeating Alabama. I just think uh, you know you look at a complete team, the scoring that they have. Right, they've got three guys who can absolutely get buckets pretty much at any time. Um, Scott Drew has has proven that he can. You know, I don't want to say he's proven he's going to win a national championship game, but he's proven that he can coach in big games uh, and and keep a steady hand. Uh, I don't think Alabama is quite there yet, but I do think that program is going to be up and coming, and and we might be seeing them in the national championship game again soon. Uh, I just think Baylor is the best team. I think even when you look at the totality of this season and how weird it's been, I know people will probably say Gonzaga had the best overall season because they're undefeated, but I would actually say Baylor has because they played – uh, in in the Big Twelve, who the Big Twelve, which uh, you know, it's 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 up there as one of the best uh, conferences, and we don't normally say that about yeah. the Big Twelve. But you think about all the good teams that they had this year, uh, yeah. And, and Baylor was able to hold their own um, better than anybody. So I'm going with Baylor, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if if this goes crazy and they lose in the second round. Who knows, man? I love that's why you love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's why. That's why everyone loves college basketball is because um, you can do all the research in the world on these brackets and things like that. Um, and, and it goes out the window in the first yeah. day. So, you know, I don't, uh, I, and that's why it's, it's really like gambling, right? When you're doing these brackets, if you do them for money at all, like yeah. you're, it's no different than gambling really, um, you know, cause you never know what's going to happen uh because it's a one and done thing it's never you know if we're talking like series of three or five right, or seven right. maybe you're looking at something different but like you have one game right. and if you're not on your game that one night you could
0: lose and that's what everyone loves about March madness and that's the beauty of it right it's really the um you know this and and football is the only ones with this like finality uh in these important <laughs> games right That exactly so i'm not trying to talk in game seven uh in the nba or mlb or nhl then it's that same sense but like every game is a game seven with this right every game is a game seven and that's what that's what makes it so fun and i'm looking forward to it man i i didn't think i was gonna get into it as much as i did this year and it it should be it should be fun should be good something to watch
1: agreed man agreed i'm excited for this tournament um, I'm excited to see some because uh, you know every year the tournament births a new yes. star. Yes, um, when it comes to future NBA talent, yes. stuff like that. You know Steph Curry. Yep. You know is you know guys like that. Um, you know Fred VanVleet from Wich- his Wichita State days. You know those guys right. are born in the tournament. Their notoriety comes from the tournament. Right. I wonder who that'll be this year. Right um, out of any of these, you know lower lower end or mid-major teams who who uh becomes a star out of nowhere uh after a good tournament run
0: yeah and i mean um there is always that guy and i think um you know now with like the the, the advanced scouting and we're we're scouting these guys when they turn 13 years old like there's not as much of a, you know, this guy pops on the scene because a lot of times now NBA scouts will look at him and like, oh, you know, whatever. He uh, he got hot for six games, which sucks. Rex. Which sucks, <laughs> right? That used to be awesome. You'd find a guy and then you'd be like, I want my team to draft that guy because he gets buckets, right? I even remember, uh, was Carson Edwards, was he last year or two years ago for Purdue? Where he two was just years going, ago. Two years ago. He went ridiculous in the tournament, right? And then now he doesn't even get any run with the Celtics. like, at know, all. like He was in and out of the G League. Um, so, okay, that is all the uh, March Madness topics we had today. Um, Coop, tell the people what is going on with the All-In Network. Well,
1: guys, you know, even though we've been off, we've still yeah. been doing some work behind the scenes. Um, so coming up soon, our app is going to be getting a pretty major update. Um, so as you guys know, if you have the All In Network app um, right now, only our audio podcast and our social media feed is all that's on there right now. Um, but All In Politics will be coming to that app here in the next few days. So be on the lookout for an update to our app. If you don't already have it, make sure you download it. Uh, and be ready for that update. Our YouTube channel is going to be on there. So anything all in network related, us and all in politics, uh, all of our content is going to be available for you in this one app. No more having to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen uh, to your audio. Or if you watch us on YouTube, there's no having to go search for us and things like that. You can go right to the app, find your, uh, you know, you can listen to us right through the app or you can find our YouTube channel right through there. Uh, if you missed a tweet from us, um, you know, you can find it. You'll still be able to find it on the app. It's going to be great. It's going to get a new look, new layout. Um, so make sure you guys download that. If you listen to the podcast or watch the podcast on YouTube, make sure you guys go download that. It's available on the Apple store or Google play store as of right now.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. So we are super excited uh, to be able to do that and, and, and get the all in network out there on the app, uh, all in one place, right? Us and all in politics. Um, who we're looking to link up with soon. So hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, Yeah, we're going to be back, like I said, every Thursday. You can expect us. um, Should be some things popping up on the uh, website soon. So you can always head there, uh, allinnetwork.net. You can find merchandise there as well. um, Yes. And and links to all of the podcasts, wherever you want to listen or watch. um, And and the blog is there as well. So so head over to allinnetwork.net. Make sure you head over to mybookie.ag, use the promo code ALLINPOD, to get that 100% match bonus. Uh, let them know that we sent you with that promo code ALLINPOD. Free money, free free money. money guys. Free money from us. Okay? So we're giving you guys free money. At least you can do is tell your friends about our awesome podcast. Okay? So, all right, guys. That is all we got today. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will see you guys next Thursday.
1: See you, guys. Thanks for tuning in.